And good morning to everybody and all ships at sea. It is the CC and JT Amateur Hour. Amateur Hour. We're very, uh, very dignified here. Oh, yes, yes. Across the table from me is CC. And across from me is JT. And what you've got here is a couple of writers who love to bang away at the keyboard, amongst other things. Mwahaha. Oh, I just got an eye roll on that one. But uh, what we like to do is we like to share our writing experiences. Experience, I should say. And hopefully, if you, the listener, can pick up something from this, maybe you'll learn some. That's what we're hoping, anyway. We'll get the technical stuff out of the way, as we always do this every Sunday, to talk about our two works in progress. My particular space epic is past 106 or 107,000 words, and it's just motoring along. I'm just tapping away at the keyboard, just putting ideas as I'm going through. It needs some major fixes, of course, but as things do when they pass 100,000 words. But it's kind of fun. Um, I'm starting to read it to CC. What do you think so far? I'm really enjoying it. I actually asked for several extra chapters last night because I got so caught up in the story. Yeah, so that's the idea is hopefully somebody will get caught up in the story and keep reading it. So uh, magnet. Magnum opus? I don't know, but hey, it's something to do during these hot summer nights. It has reached that time of the year when everything is closed up and dark and gloomy and stuffy and yes. Inside our house, I mean, outside it's like very... Sweltering. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier easier to warm up than it is to cool down, so that's why we prefer... That's why we prefer the other seasons. But hey, if you live in this part of Nevada, you're going to get four seasons whether you like it or not. So congratulations. As for the other uh, book that we are working on, Cece and I are working on a joint book, sort of a rom, not so much calm. But uh, it's we're taking turns uh, doing alternate chapters where she does the female role and I do the male role. And uh, we're past, as I said, we're past 60,000 words and I don't know if it's gonna go anywhere we're kind of we're kind of painted ourselves in a corner here as writers sometimes do and we're not quite sure how to break free but we have ideas and we're going to keep tapping in the keyboard until we figure something out how do you think that's going i do think we are in a place where we can go off we had previously talked about the fork in the road and there is a major fork and we haven't quite figured out which direction we want to go yet because there are two very distinct differences that would happen to the story if depending on the direction we choose i mean it's it could go either way and it could be interesting either way we just have to figure out which which is the more interesting path for us right now yeah and uh this weekend is uh significant for a couple of reasons first of all cc and i are going to pull out the computer and we're going to do a big joint editing session because the story does need to be flushed out there's some characters that need to be flushed out and we need to fix some plot holes, minor ones. I think ones that not even people would even notice, except, you know, we're, we're the only ones reading it. We're probably going to notice it. So we need to do some minor work on that. But also, I want to remind everybody that on July 24th, which is a Sunday this year, I'm doing a big, big, big giveaway on my books, uh, all my books, one day only. Uh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday, and I'll party if Happy I want birthday. to. And so uh, all of the books in my library will be free for one day only on July 24th. So I will, I will make sure to get that out on the social media so people are aware, and uh, I'll start pushing that on Twitter. And uh, yeah, you know, all of them books, I... Nine or ten of them, you just out there, grab them, free, take them and run. And people have been actually buying books, which is nice, so hopefully they're enjoying them. Yeah, we'll never get rich, maybe. We'll never get rich, maybe, uh, from from what we write. But we're having fun, and that's what really counts, is uh, 
is if you think about it, when you, if you think about doing anything in life, you have to think if, if it has a purpose, what is that purpose? And sometimes you do things that don't have a purpose. It's just, hey, it's fun. Have fun. Like this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because we, I stopped looking at these statistics for the number of listeners long ago. Because, yeah. Not a lot of people listen to this anymore, and that's fine. Uh, But the reason we do it, if we had a purpose for it, was CC and I could spend some quality time together because we've never done that in 40 years of marriage. I was wondering when you were going to bring that up again. But who's counting? Anyway. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, uh, if you have to have a purpose on anything, you know, have fun is always a good one. But uh, for us, the writing thing, the podcast thing is really the... uh, is the means and the end at the same time. It's just to do it, to get together and have fun. So if you are both one of our two listeners, thank you for hanging in there. And even if you're not, thank you for hanging in there. And again, July 24th, a week from today, free books, free books, free books. Grab them while you can. And that is July 24th, 2022, as of this podcast. Yes, July 24th, 2022. Okay, so today we're going to have some fun. Speaking of which, uh, we really couldn't come up with a... Uh, podcast topic. So what we're going to do is we're going to illustrate the difference between plotters and pantsers. Now, CC is a plotter, but I'm slowly converting her over because with this current book, because this book uh, is a pantser experience to the max almost, where uh, CC likes to plot out her books, whereas I like to sit at the keyboard and say, gee, what do I want to read today? So we're going to talk about the difference again about plotter and pantsing, but instead of just talking about the uh, the concepts of it, we're going to illustrate an example of it. So right now, CC is looking at her iPhone, yes. and what it is is she has some writer's prompts, and she's just going to drop them on me out of the blue, and because I'm a pantser, and we're going to see what happens here. Now, nothing may happen. This is an experiment which... I haven't prepared for at all. It just, the idea came out of the blue and it's like, well, let's see what kind of pantser you are. Am I a thoughtful pantser? One that has to think about what he's doing before I actually touch the keyboard? Or is this something I could do on the fly? And uh, I can tell you right now, Cece has an evil gleam in her eye because see what she's about to plop on me. So what do you think so far? Well, what I have here is a writing prompt generator, which says it has 1,153 fiction story ideas. This is broken up by genres, and then it's broken up into subgenres. So, for example, there's an alternate history fantasy, children's story fantasy, comedy fantasy, contemporary fantasy, dark fantasy, fairy tale, fantasy of manners. So... Do you want to pick a genre and I will pick a prompt from the genre? Or Well, you know what I like to write. So why don't you pick something from the genre that I like to write and go from there? Okay, let's, since you're working on your science fiction opus, let's go with science fiction. Okay. How about, let's see, we'll go with alternate parallel universe and see what that gives us. Because that's the old Star Trek right. parallel universe type of thing is very fun. All right, let me see here. That's a long prompt. See if they're... Oh, okay. Well, here is your prompt. This is writing prompt number 253. You grew up on stories about furniture that could lead curious children to entirely different worlds. But they were just that, stories. However, you learned that a great aunt of yours who lived in Scotland and was an avid collector of antique furniture has passed away. So you travel with your family, her only remaining relatives, to visit her quirky old home. You're drawn to the library in particular, where she has just about every single book known to mankind. 
While perusing the shelves, you find a secret passageway behind one of them and decide there is no harm in exploring it. When you do, there's nothing in the tunnel, so you head back the way you first came. When you slip out from behind the bookshelf, however, you are not in your aunt's house anymore. In fact, you're not even in Scotland. More alarmingly, you're not even sure you're on Earth anymore. The old Narnia and the uh, wardrobe thing. Go in the wardrobe and stuff like that. So so what we got here is we got a passageway that... They, oh, and also this is uh, one of Stephen King's books too, where it was uh, the one that he wrote about JFK's assassination. I can't remember which one that is. And that was a big thing too, where he would enter into a, like a kitchen or a meat locker or something like that. And then when he emerged, he was in a different place. Right. So that's that's very interesting. So alternate... So... Uh, so, um, so... Okay, so just to frame it you travel to scotland which we have done so you have a sense of what that would feel like imagine that one of your aunts lived in scotland what kind of house they would have what kind of library they would have what it would look like and then what happens next so so uh, so uh, in the secret passage it's dusty that dimly lit of course and it's really you know it's nothing to write home about you know it's like I'd spent all my life reading about secret passages, and it's like, really? This is it? <sighs> okay. So I turn around, I exit, and it's like I enter into a forest. There wasn't a forest out here. And why are all the trees pink? What the heck is going on here? Where am I? Then something wishes by me. What the heck was that? And then I look to the left where, where that thing came from, and there's like a hundred things on some sort of horses, but they're not really horses, screaming and yelling and obviously chasing that past that, that thing that was just whooshed by me. So I have a choice. I can stand here and I can let that hunting party of big, pink, ugly monsters on horse-like things approach me. Or I could turn around and go back in the passage. Okay, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll go back around, turn around and go back in the passageway. So I'm turning around and it's gone. The forest is all, the forest of pink trees is all I can see, and the hunting party is getting closer and closer to me. I am in big trouble. Hello, passageway, come back now. Hello, passageway. Then something like a spear passes by my ear. Okay, I'm not going to stay here anymore. <laughs> so I decide taking the path of at least resistance, I follow the thing that whizzed by me. And... I'm actually running faster than I've ever run before in my life. And I'm, I look down at my body and it's the same, but I'm running faster than I've ever possibly thought I could. So it's either adrenaline or maybe a lighter gravity. You know what? With the spears falling, passing by me, I don't really care. I'm going to run like a mother. And so I'm running and running. And amazingly, I actually catch up to the thing that passed me by. And it looks almost exactly the same as the monsters that were out there. And I'm... I, I don't know when we're running shoulder to shoulder and I'm figuring I'm looking at them while I'm trying not to stumble over branches, pink branches and other things. And it's like they it looks exact. They look exactly the same as the things that are following us, except they're a shade of shade of pink and kind of weird. So I said, you know, because I'm definitely, in, in, you know, contacting an alien species. I do what they say in Star Trek with the first contact thing. I, I do. You know, I do what I normally do. Hey, how goes? And of course, the thing has no clue what I'm saying. It's just it's chattering back at me and pointing over its shoulder. And it's, uh, it's saying, you know, but I'm getting the hint here. 
it's time to run faster. And so we're running faster and the spears are coming less and less and less. And then we come to a screeching halt because there's a cliff. There's a cliff at our feet and it's going way down there. And even the water is pink at the base of the cliff. It's got to be like three or four stories behind us. I turn around and the hunting party is getting closer and closer. And I look at the thing beside me and we're, we both sort of shrug our shoulders. And it points and says something. And I'm pretty sure it says, you go first. And I'm going, <laughs> yeah, that might be acid to me down there, dude. I could probably die. Then it pushes me and I'm falling and falling. And I splash into what is not acid. Thank you very much. But it's just pink water. And it's deep. And so I come up for air and the thing has fallen beside me and making a big splash and getting into my eyes. And I'm in a really bad mood because I did not plan to be chased down by hunting party and falling off a cliff into deep water while talking to a thing that doesn't speak any language that I speak to. And really, all I want to do right now is find my passageway back home. Why so much pink? I don't know. I had to pick a color. <laughs> I just picked a color. <laughs> no scientific background to things that are pink. Nope, I just randomly picked it. If I did it, if I were to edit that, I might pick something else. But you no, know, just randomly. Fair enough. So when you set off on this epic adventure of this alien planet with all the pink things and trees and everything, did it come from anything that you had read previously, <laughs> yeah. or is this? Yeah. It came from the, the Barsuma Adventures with Edgar uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, ah. the, the Man from Mars series, which I read, uh, you know, as a lad at the Washington County Library back in the day. And uh, it, it was almost the same situation where uh, John Smith, uh, when he landed on Mars through some unknowable way, he has no idea how to do it, is almost thrown into almost the exact same situation where he has to uh, save the princess from the party and things like that. But... Uh, during the editing process, I would that would be something that I would use as a start. Right. But I wouldn't stick to that. I would go through and, of course, uh, come up with my own flavor of the Barsoom adventures, the Men in Mars adventures. So it's, it's, it obviously would be a salute, but it wouldn't be a ripoff. Okay. I was just curious, as a pantser, if the ideas just popped into your mind on your own or if it came from a place that you maybe had visited through a book before. Yeah, I visited a book before, and it's, I'm realizing now with this exercise that I'm, I'm, I need to, what I need to do is pick on themes that I've used in the past or I've read in the past and then build on them. So like I said, I would not, if I were writing this book, which I would not be writing this book, but if I were writing this book, I would definitely throw some stuff in there that, again, would be more of a salute to Edgar Rice Burroughs versus a ripoff because that is almost a scene-for-scene scene kind of thing there, except for the, the water, obviously, Mars not having that kind of water. Uh, but doing something like that, bringing that, you know, modifying that, uh, instead of maybe making things pink, mix black, instead of day, making it night, you know, things that would be more, more obvious. I didn't use humanoid on purpose in my ripoff, but, and of course in the Barsoom series, uh, the princess and, uh, you know, and the, her people are all humanoids, humans, and the hunting party was not. So, you know, it just, it just goes from there. That's very interesting because... I'm always curious about where people get their ideas from because my mind is constantly full of them. And it's like every little thing I see and hear can trigger something. So usually, even though we are pantsing something, we're not technically pantsing it from like zero. Mm -hmm. It's There is some kind of a, a, at least a kernel of a story idea already there. And we go from that and build on it. And that's the part that we're pantsing. Yeah. Well, hit me again. What you got? 
Okay, let's... If that was fun for you. Oh, that was very fun. Try something mm. contemporary. I okay. Let's see. And she's just doing this off the cuff herself, so there's really no preparation in this podcast, so it is what it is. All right. Well, it looks like... How about a contemporary romance? Oh, since now you are... And actually, this might be a little bit more of a pantsing exercise for you since you don't read a lot of romance or any that I know of. So this is a much shorter one. This is writing prompt 732. From I'm sorry? Writing prompt 732. Okay. This is contemporary romance. You are in love with your best friend, but she has no clue. You have suffered in silence as you have watched her fall for the wrong guys over and over again. Graduation is coming up and you are running out of time to tell her how you feel. Will she finally see that it should have been you all along, or will she break your heart forever? Uh, the Cyrano, Cyrano de Bergerac scenario. So, let's a second. Well, first of all, are you graduating from high school? Or are you graduating from college? Yeah, I'm going to go with high school on this one. I'm going to go with high school on this one. And this is an outdoor graduation. And, you know, I'm high school has just been a bear this, the, the, the four years of it. Uh, I go to a four-year high school, and it's just been a bear. And I didn't meet her until, you know, that first day of school four years ago, both of us in a freshman intro class. And then we were just sort of thrown to way, thrown together. She she, she was perfect. She is perfect. Uh, I'm one of those folks that are, you know, I, I'm turned on by intellect versus beauty. But she has it all. She she has everything. She just, and she has this confidence. And when she, when she talks, it's me. And I'm over here in the back of the corner, and all I can do is what, sit in the back of the class, knowing that she's always going to be the first person picked on by the teacher whenever there's a tough question, whether it's math or history, or, you know, when we finally get there, AP English. And I don't know what to say. You know, she, I'm definitely friend-zoned here because we have been thrown together in so many classes, and we're, we've been together class after class. I, you know, I, I even enrolled in the the Qatar class after after school because she, you know that was her thing she likes she liked playing guitar uh, and I have I have the ear ear of a rock I can't tell the difference between an A flat or a B sharp and it's just you know just watching her just intent on that guitar every every Tuesday night is just or Tuesday after class is just what I live for and so year after year those four years uh, but if she has anything in her armor, anything in her perfect, perfect armor, that that's 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 a failure. It's the dirtbag maggots attracted. You know, while I'm in, while I'm attracted to intellect, she is attracted to ignorance on testosterone. Oh my God! And she has I don't know I don't know why. You know, it's it's like two or three boyfriends a year. Not bad for high school. But every single one of them is is jock from either the football team or the basketball team. She has no clue from where I'm that she is way too that she is honoring them with her, whereas they think that she's some sort of kind of trophy. And I've tried to tell her, I've tried to tell her, but I haven't got the courage. And so when we're in that AP English class, when it's my turn, it's always poetry. I'm always reading to her. How do I compare these Thursday? And every time I turn around to see if she, she's got her. Maybe deciding what to, what to read. So four years wasted. So here we are in the field at our graduation. As is tradition, 
uh, the, the, the girls are asking the guys to walk with them. And they're going around, and there's a lot more guys than there are girls. That's just the way it's always been. A lot more guys, a total of us. And, of course, you know, the guys that are unmatched are at the end of the line. And I go there. You know, I know what's going to happen. She's going to pick one other, some other jock that's just some other brainless, testosterone-based jock who just isn't so worthy. And I'll be there at the end of the line, looking around the corner, seeing her, seeing her there, pretending to laugh, pretending that he's funny, pretending the same thing as she does, her not even knowing that I picked the same school as she did. We're going to college. We're going to the same college. I mean, I had offers from other schools, but I'm stupid. I admit it. Maybe there's some time, maybe sometime in the future, someday in the future, maybe when I grow up a little bit, grow out a little bit. But it, you know, maybe in that distant future, we, we can find a place together. But for now, I'm at the end of the line, you know, lone dude, one of 30 or 40 of us. And we're just sort of laughing and, you know, elbowing each other as guys do, you know, waiting for this big moment. And I look up the line. Okay, that was a much more interesting prompt because your previous one, you had obviously read something somewhere that was similar. This one seemed more like it was a personal experience to you because you got lost in that. And maybe you're more of a romantic than you think you are. Yeah. Because it sounded much more like you were telling the story of yourself back in high school versus, you know, retelling somebody else's story. No, that's just being observant in high school. You know, there was always, you know, you could pick out, you could always pick out those couples the way they were. I will say, though, the graduation thing did happen in my high school is um, um, men, the the graduates, the females and males did uh, pick out people to walk with each other. And of course, I didn't have anybody. I was one of those at the end of the line. But uh, for the rest of it, no, that was just being extemporaneous, just general high school experience. That's really all But it was. you were speaking from personal experience, even though you were viewing it yeah. instead of living it. Yeah. But um, obviously, that one seemed to resonate with you more than the first prompt did. Yeah, well, it was easier. I just sort of made it up as I went along. <laughs> so there you were actually pantsing it. Yes, there I was pantsing. So then maybe... I I don't know if this is something that you might want to try in the future, but maybe doing a prompt like this that is outside of your normal wheelhouse mm-hmm. of things that you read might be more of a challenge for you, mm-hmm. or you might find it more entertaining. Yep. Yeah, that one was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. Did you enjoy it? I did, and yeah. I could envision it. Actually, watching you was the most interesting part because it looked like you were reminiscing about high school. Okay, give me another one. Okay. So we have done the, if I can get back to the, okay, let's try, how about a fairy tale? Eh, No? No, give me something more based in reality. I'd do better on that one. Historical? Sure. Historical fantasy? Well, read it. Let me see if I can come. Okay. This does seem to have limitations because it gives you a kind of a series of genres, but it doesn't give you the option to change things. Okay. This is another long, wow, this is, yeah, this is a really long one. Let's try something else. Yeah, pick something. Old. Okay, how about su- superhero fantasy? Okay. Maybe comic book-like. Sure, hit me. I've read a few of those. Now, this is also a long one, but this might be a little bit more in your wheelhouse. The first time it happened was in the middle of a basketball game. The second time was when you ran into your ex-boyfriend in the supermarket. That could make it interesting. The third time, that homeless man was asking you for change. Each time the process has been the same. Time seems to slow down, your body begins to freeze, and your mind becomes quick as lightning as you study the situation. You analyze and decide, and then the moment passes. Maybe you're just imagining things. 
Maybe it's all the caffeine you've been ingesting or the fact that you've only slept 12 hours over the last four nights. Maybe it's just the adrenaline giving you a boost. Then it happens for a fourth time and it becomes clear that time is actually stopping. You're making a blind turn around a corner when the truck in front of you skids into the other lane. The driver in an oncoming car honks and jams on his brakes while the car behind him veers wildly toward you. All at once, everything freezes. Terrified, you assess the situation. You could yank the wheel hard and perhaps miss that oncoming car, but there's a truck behind you that you didn't see earlier. You finally decide on the optimal course of action. Oh, this one's in. And obviously, it's a, t- it's a teenage girl. Sounds that way, but it, it you could take it as a teenage boy. Yeah. Okay, so the current situation is, let me try this again because that was long, is time has stopped. Yes. And there's a traffic accident developing. Yes. And one of the cars is heading directly towards me. So you have two trucks. Right. The first truck that caused things to start. There's a second truck behind you that you didn't see right away. There is a car veering towards you. I believe there was another car that's somehow involved. I think the car veering towards you was avoiding the other car that the truck had. So you have, you know, imagine the street with all these vehicles. And obviously you are also in a vehicle mm. or maybe on a bicycle. Who? Well, no, it's a wheel. So you are in a vehicle. Am I in the vehicle? It looks like because it's, you are. Boy, this one's getting complicated. Did you want me to read it again? No, because, oh, why don't you bring it to me if you can? Okay. So hang in there, folks. I have an idea, but I need to read this. I need to read this set up one more time. In a blind turn around a corner when a truck in front of you skids into the other lane, the driver in the oncoming car honks, jams his brake while the car... Okay, I can say I'm on a bicycle. Uh, comes clear, you make it a blind, jams his brake, terrified you, says you could yank the wheel hard and perhaps miss that oncoming car. Eh, I think I'm going to... Okay, okay, all right, all right. Okay, so let me see if I can do this, how I can make... Okay, so this doesn't happen to anybody else. It's all about me. And I just got my license yesterday. And mom lets me drive today. And I really have no idea what's going on with my brain. I mean, it's not my period. So that's not it. And I don't... So it's got to be like the 50,000 things of caffeine that I've had since this thing has started. And... I am in so much trouble because this car is doing that. That car truck is doing that. And I'm here and I'm about to eat a car, a car full of everything through my windshield. And oh my God, I'm going to die and nothing is moving. And I've had all this time for exposition. Everything has stopped. So I'm looking around. I can see the woman at the wheel of the car screaming with her arms straight out on the, on the steering wheel because she knows she's about to kill me. I look over to the left and I see the truck that started everything and his his head, forehead is against the steering wheel. And I can also see the other truck and his face is white and everything has stopped moving. Everything is frozen. Oh my God, what do I do? Well, thing one is I get out of the damn car. So... But if everything's frozen, can I get out of the car? I look to the court. I grab the car handle and I pull the door handle and I pull it hard. Doesn't. Okay. I'm in trouble. See my seatbelt. Okay. My seatbelt. Maybe I get, can I get out of my seatbelt? Cause I got to get out of my seatbelt or I'm going to die. I can't move seatbelt. No, wait a minute. The button is wiggling a little bit. So everything isn't frozen. Okay. So I push down on the button. I push down on the button. Wiggles, wiggles. Free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm out of the, I'm out of the, out of my seatbelt. But the car door is still not opening. 
but my window is open. Okay, it's no, no time for grace, no time to worry about what I look like in this short dress. It's time to get my ass out of this car as quickly and as smoothly as possible. So I move myself around the wheel and it doesn't move, so that doesn't help me, help me at all, it doesn't turn at all. And so I'm scrunching and I'm turning and I'm twisting and I'm getting myself, my shoulders are out of the window, my butt is out of the window, and yes, I am falling and hitting the pavement and I slam on my butt. Oh, it got tail, hits my tailbone and it goes all the way up my spine. And everybody can see I'm wearing pink underpants. Awesome. Oh, wait a minute, Every time is frozen. I'm the only one that can see it. I stand up, groaning because of my pink my tailbone in my pink panties is hurt really, really hard. You know what? I'm not safe because the car is still pointing directly at me. So I'm backing up. I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving to the sidewalk where I run into somebody. I look and I see that they're frozen there with their mouth open. They obviously see what's going on. It's an older gentleman with a, you know, with his military cap and he's sort of stooped over with his cane in his hand and I almost tip him over and I grab him, you know, as like I grab him so the the statue that is him doesn't fall to the ground and I set him right finding the balance point and I'm still backing up because I don't want to be anywhere when that car hits my car because I bet it's going to blow up like it does in all of the movies and things are just going to go kablooey and I just noticed somebody is walking towards me. Hey, Raven, how's it going? Somebody can move while everything's frozen. Oh, this is really bad. Interesting. So she saves herself. But what about the woman in the other car? Yeah, no kidding. You know? She oh. was very self-involved. So the woman in the other car could not only kill her, she might also die. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on there. There's a lot of things move, moving parts. And again, during the editing process, of course, you know, I'd be more careful of, you know, I'd take all of that into account. But also during the editing process, I would do what I did there is I would use short sentences to describe the action. Right. Because you want short sentences, to, you know, for the for the scene to pop. And you want as many, excuse me, you want as, uh, as well as many nouns and as many verbs and as few adverbs and as few modifiers as possible. Right. So, you know, so, you, so you, it, it's a balance that writers have to do. Well, that's interesting because obviously if you're pantsing this, did you have any idea of what the actual power is no. that is causing time to stop? No, and she is time either. stopping? Yeah. I mean, is it a super speed thing where she's just, um, there's going back to Star Trek again, there's that episode where... Yeah. Uh, they moved very, very quickly. Yes. And it and happens it, in The Flash, too, the TV right. series. And we move very quickly. And it's like, well, considering that she's just discovered this, she has no idea if she's moving very fast or if everybody else has actually stopped. Yes. Or if there's some sort of, she's creating some sort of dimensional, you know, hold button. that Because you notice it happened, you know, like, when she was stressed in the setup. Like, for example, it happened during, first happened during the basketball game. Right. And then she encountered a homeless guy, which for teenagers can be a very stressful thing. So it seems to be very stress-induced power. Okay. So there are things that can be built from there. What I was just trying to do, basically, is get through the scene with some sort of sense of realism. Oh, completely understandable. But again, unlike what I felt when you were talking about the romance with the original prompt, the first one, uh, you were working from a place where you had seen source material similar to this previously, and that's where you were getting your ideas from. No, no this one was just complete pouncing. Well, you did, but we've mentioned there was the, mm -hmm. uh, the Flash, and there right. was that episode of Star Trek, and, you know, yeah. we've talked about dimensional 
Yeah, and you that's know, actually being... that's a good point because we as writers, we are we are accumulation of experiences. We are all touched by experiences by people that we uh, have, of course, have encountered, we've lived with, we've loved. And we are also accumulation of books and, and materials that we've read. So while Star Trek and The Flash did not come to my mind, they honestly did not. But it's obviously, but it's obvious that it came from there. Mm-hmm. That something like that came from there. And so, yeah, that's that's a reasonable that's reasonable feedback, right? And that's what we writers do. Writers, because there is so much out there, writers very rarely come up with something original, right? Uh, the, even the most popular books are rehashes, reboots of other things. We could we could just name you know a hundred current current uh, you know books, and we can point back to you know similar material, you know even beginning with Dracula, and you know, not even Dracula was a reboot. And so it's, it's it's so when we do the writing, we have to be you know knowledgeable. Uh, and we have to be we have to acknowledge that those links exist and that like i said in my first uh my first prompt the first one about the the bar soup we have to be careful not to you know duplicate it we need to put our own special twists on it so instead of a mars desert a pink forest you know that kind of things where it's not an obvious ripoff but a, a customized well not a ripoff but a customized uh version of what you've read before yes so I found this an interesting exercise in the idea that pantsing maybe isn't as pantsing as you think it is, because there is already some kind of kernel of an idea in your mind, and then you're going from that. But there is something there already. It's like, it's not nothing from nothing. Right. No, it's never nothing from nothing. Uh, and again, we are a reflection, accumulation of other of, of experiences like that. And so everything is new again. Everything that happened before will happen again kind of thing. So, but it's fun. Uh, and, you know, that, that was a fun little exercise, one that we might want to repeat in the future for, uh, for a pouncing experience. It'd be more difficult to do that, obviously. You know, I shouldn't assume. Do you think that you could have done something like that on the fly? It would be a lot harder for me. I have to think about it for quite a while before, you know, I look at the different nuances and so basically, I would be structuring an outline in my head before I tried to actually give voice to it. Okay. Also, I'll tell you what. Let's take. Let's next week. Let's do the same thing. Okay. Uh, you'll you have a week to think about it. We'll use the exact three same scenarios. Okay. So we'll use the. Uh, I don't want to say wardrobe, but we'll use the secret Scottish tunnel. Okay. We'll use the 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 guy in high school who pined after the girl in its high school graduation. Okay. And we'll use the uh, girl superhero in the car accident thing. Okay. And so you have a week to think about it to come up with your stuff so we can see. And we're not, it's not going to be, you know, apples and oranges. It's going to be different flavors of apples. Right. But we'll see, we'll see what it is like for the difference between a platter, a plotter and a pantser. Sounds good to me. And so you'll have a week to think about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, we sure thank you for your time. We hope that you found something interesting in this one. You, and uh, next week we'll be able to we'll close out the circle to see what the difference is between planting and potsing. Potsing and planting plant. and plotsing. I like that. <laughs> Plotting and <pansy. laughs> Planting and plotsing. Potsing and planting. Okay, whatever. Uh, you can hear this podcast and other podcasts, and you can see our check out our website, where it's, which is links to all our books at carsonhume.com. We sure would appreciate feedback on that because it it, it helps us learn. Uh, we got a bunch of books out there and both CC's and my web, uh, Amazon libraries, and we provide links to all of that through our website. And if you have any feedback for us, we sure appreciate it. You can send it to us through our contact page and let us know what you think. Anything else we want to do for these poor people? 
No, I don't think so, unless you want to actually uh, post a link to this prompt generator. And yeah. if anyone's interested, they can give yeah. it a try. Absolutely. Send that to me so we can give credit where credit is due. Let's yes. Do, let's do that. Let's give the credit where credit is due. Again, in the spirit of writing, we always yes. cite our sources. So Definitely. let's always do that. But until next week, we hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. We hope you stay out of trouble, so to speak. Or at least go out and make good trouble. Across the table for me is Cece. And across from me is JT. We wish you the very best of health. Take care of yourselves and protect your family. Have a great week.